Yes, 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 yes. Your boy's back. I'm gonna give you some time to get going, do whatever you do, get your get your vice, you know, pull up with some wine, pull up with some of that yak, pull up some white, roll you up one, light you up one, whatever you do to get your mind right for the moment. Cause the boy's coming So give me a moment to get my mind right Let me get my mind right Baby girl don't quit Trying to get me all up off But I'm locked on that pussy like a pit Yes, yes indeed, yes indeed, yes indeed Let the intro rock out for a minute Let the intro rock out for a minute Y'all know I've been missing y'all no, I've been missing. Only got one question for you, baby girl. How next do you really want to get? But y'all always keep me coming back. I can't never stay away for too long. I always gotta come back and check in up on y'all and see what kind of freakiness y'all been getting into. Football as well. Out of the universe. I hope all of your kinky dreams, all of your kinky fantasies, anything you can think of in that nasty little mind of yours, I hope it's all coming to fruition. I leave fingerprints all over your neck, bite marks all over you your like back. Your ass beat. I can grant a wish like a I hope you got a used up ass right day. now. Only got one question for you, baby girl. How like next do you really wanna get? Night play, OJ, great play, play prints all over it. All that shit. Whatever you like to do, I hope you don't really learn nothing else through this pandemic. And I know tomorrow's gonna be your best freaking and keeping stuff today. We just don't know what tomorrow brings. As always, it's none other than your gracious host, K. Gosi Akachi. And you can find me on all the little platforms. I see a lot of you little freaks find me on FET, so you can find me on FET, Kegosi Akachi. You can find me on Facebook, find me on Instagram. That's pretty much where I live, at on social media. Other than you finding me right here on Spotify or Anchor or however you getting a tune into the podcast. I appreciate you. And I thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Like I always say, it ain't the easiest thing. I do it for the love. I do it just to reach out to you guys. I stay busy. I got a real life, run real businesses, and got real subs to take care of. Real baby girls to be a daddy to. So pardon me for my absence here and there. But never fear, daddy is home. Daddy is home, daddy is back, daddy ready to holler at you, ready to chop it up with you, ready to bring some real life, lifestyle, BDSM factuals to you. Today and every day that I get to see you. Now today, we gonna talk about something that's I get questioned on a lot, and that's what makes a good dominant. And that's like a hard question for me to answer because I can only speak on myself and my philosophies and things of that. So to circumvent that. And just have my own biased opinion because I don't have a dom. So I can only, you know, think about it from a dom's perspective. And I didn't want to do that. So I really do want to take some time, put some study. And I reached out to some wonderful submissives, baby girls, um, 
just um, everything on the other side of the slash. And I presented that question to them. And then from there, I thought about my interpretation and what I got from the conversations that I had about it. What did I take from those conversations? And also to direct literally the literal meaning of what was conveyed to me, what was told to me. So I made a nice little list of things. And and to be honest, it was a lot of repetition, like a lot of a lot of the answers were, you know, the same or, you know, maybe worded different, but pretty much the same. And we're going to uh, dig into some of the qualities and traits that I've been told from submissives and baby girls that they look for in dominance. And I will, you know, expand on that from there. But like I say, I, I didn't want to make this about me. I didn't want to make this about how I see things. I wanted to really, you know, take a poll and uh, check the temperature in the room and see how the person who really deal with the dom, which is the subs, which is the baby girls, how do they feel about their daddy and their dom and what are they looking for? Now, I guess the first one, I guess it goes for any relationship, any dynamic, anything when it comes to dealing with people communication communication was a very very common theme through my research communication and you can take that in many different forms and many different uh, lights but when it really come down to and that was really my thing about the lifestyle you should be open enough and free enough to tell the person you're with the truth. Tell them everything. That's like a big part of communication. But it gets deeper than that because that's a big level because there's a lot of the small parts of the communication is where a lot of the breakdown comes. And I really think it comes down to a fact of being very precise and clear about your wants, your likes, your dislikes. And I find that to especially be true at the beginning of a dynamic when you're vetting and when you're getting to know each other. It's important on both sides for you to be who you are and not the person you think the other person wants you to be. If you are submissive, it's important for you to be very clear with your dominant that I like this, I like that, I want to do this, I want to do that. Be very clear because sometimes you want to be in the dynamic so bad that you will know something about that dominant really don't sit well with you, but you are like, I, maybe I can get past that or maybe I can work through that. This is where the communication comes in. Really being able to stress what you need to get out of dynamic. And that's the thing about, you know, dynamics, the lifestyle. You should be able to get what you want out of the, the dynamic, whether that's behavior modification, someone who can help you, you know, be a better version of yourself, whether that's getting constantly spanked on the regular, whether that's getting tied up on the regular, whatever you need to live your best version of yourself, you need to be able to communicate that. All the levels of communication needs to flow when 
if rules are in place and you shouldn't do a certain thing, that's part of communication, not doing that thing. Or if you need to step out of that or you need a change in that, being able to come back and say, hey, can we revisit such and such rule? Like being grown. And it's not hard for everybody. It ain't hard for me all the time. But it's something that we got to constantly work on. That's something I got to constantly work on. Just being real and present in the moment and being able to say, this is what it is. And really appreciating the fact that a person can live with, uh, you know, a cold truth better than they can live with the lie. And you go have to, and everybody's not like that, but that's something you have to work on, we have to work on, and something you got to be able to develop in yourself. Because, see, one thing about me, I know for a fact, I can handle the truth. Somebody can tell me something, and I'm pretty stoic always. So somebody can tell me something, and I'm going to process it. And it might look like, I'm not mad about it because I got to process it and think about it. And see, a lot of people don't master their emotions and when they can't deal with a truth. And, and when you can't deal with the truth, when you make every time somebody tell you the truth, it's a problem, that's what makes people lie to you. And I'm not justifying the lying, but that's what I put a person in a position to be like, I can't even tell this person the truth. So the communication between a Dom and his sub is very important. He needs to be able to lay out, okay, I'm going to be available at this time and this time. I might not be available at, on this situation. This is how my rules are. This is how I function. This is how my protocol is. And once you guys come to a clear understanding and an agreement on how you want that dynamic to be, you need to be willing to constantly communicate at all times through the dynamic. Now, one of the other uh, characteristics that came up quite often was structure. And that was not just eye-opening to me, but in a way it was. Realizing that just like, I don't want to say like kids, but yeah, like kids, like your submissive needs structure. She need defined laws, bylaws, defined uh, procedure, a defined... Um, a defined day. That's part of, and not for all submissives, but that's part of what the um, the dynamic is on some level. Is really being able to eat up some of the idle time that a person has in a day. Like like the grandparents would say, the idle hands are the hands of the devil, and that's the truth. When you don't have time, when you don't have a schedule broke down, defined day, it's easy to get sidetracked, easy to end up spending hours looking at YouTube, TikTok, and not being productive. But when it's about a real structured program, you having something to do and someone to hold you accountable and having the structure in place already of how I'm, how you're going to deal with certain um, mis. Uh, misbehaviors, how you're going to deal with certain things. It's a structure. So having a laid out structure and a laid out plan, and that's something I even have to go back to the board and think about and work on myself within my own dynamics. Just having better structure, having be better organization of your dynamic is really important. And like I say, these are my Things. These are things that was brought to me through my research, and and I, I, I'm I'm glad I did that.
I'm glad I reached out to get some of these uh, answers because I think it'll make me better at what I do. Like, so that was um, that was a big one that came across a lot. Another one was control. And, and I can see how control and structure have some uh, similarities to it. But I also think the control comes from as a dominant. And we are talking about what makes a good dom here. It's being able to control yourself, control your emotions, being able to really stay on task. Because, see, sometimes, especially I think with a lot of doms, it's an ego thing. They feel like, oh, my sub can't tell me nothing. Or nobody can't tell me nothing. But especially your submissive. And I think you have to have a ability, even if it's a design time where, you know, every other Saturday we go have a talk where your submissive can talk freely and not be, it not be held against her. Or him, you know, what they can say, you know, I'm. This is what I'm thinking right now. This is how I'm feeling right now. This is uh, how such and such made me feel. And you have to be in enough control of yourself where they can tell you that, and you don't take offense to it. You just take it as their truth, and you just move on from that. And you work to make the situation better. So when I think of control, I don't think of just controlling your submissive. I think of controlling yourself, controlling your actions, controlling your emotions, being in control of, of the whole situation, the whole dynamic, maintaining the control. And to do that, you have to control yourself. The control starts within yourself. Now, another one on the list was responsibility. And within responsibility, that can be so wide. But once again, it's going to start with having responsibility for yourself. And that's basically, that's about taking uh, ownership of your actions, taking ownership of maybe where you had a shortcoming or maybe where you had a downfall, being responsible for the dynamic, being responsible for your submissive, like really taking responsibility for her behavior, for you know, the way her structure in her life is as your own. Because when you look at it, it comes down to if you have a overweight submissive, you the daddy. So you let her be overweight. If that's part of what her structure was to be or him because I know many female dominants that help with weight, help with nutrition help with you know different phases in life because as a dominant as you actually are here to help with different phases in life help if someone wants to eat better you help being responsible to make sure they eat better if they want to lose weight you're responsible if they want to uh, work on finances they want to work on becoming whatever it is that's part of the responsibility of that so I agree with this I agree with the list and I you know I weed through it and it's not that I picked out one that I like I just went with what was presented to me and so it's a lot of levels of responsibility but as a dominant and being in lifestyle for a while now, as a dom, a lot of a lot, pretty much everything starts within you. The control starts in you. The responsibility 
starts within you. The structure starts within you. You kind of have to have those things in place. And that's and that's uh, some uh, eye-opening that should be an eye-opening for submissives that listen to the podcast. You should be looking for people or a dominant who has structure already, some form of it, takes responsibility already, has control of himself already. Of course, people can grow, but you should be looking up to someone who go help lift uplift you. So they should be able to possess some of these things. And I was interested about the list because some of the people I know on the list, I know their situations with their dominance and with other dominance they've been with. And it's like you didn't communicate that. Either you didn't communicate it to that dominant or or you or it really wasn't that important to you at the time. It can be more important to you now than it was then, but that's something you have to find already in someone. And and that's the thing about this lifestyle thing. Everybody is not meant to be your daddy. Everybody's not meant to be your dumb. Some people are just play partners. On some levels, yes, me and that person have amazing sex or I can flog her or whatever. But in the big scheme of being in a dynamic, it ain't going to work. I've had amazing play partners, but I already can look at them on a personal level, on an obedience level, on a, I'm like, a dynamic between me and this person is not going to work. And that's something you have to be real with and understand. Everything ain't for you. And you ain't for everybody. That's just the factor. Another one that came up was consistency. And when you think about all of this structure, control, they all forms of consistency. So it's almost like a lot of it has very similar undertones to it. But consistency means a lot. It means really laying out that plan and sticking to it. Really saying this is what I'm going to do and sticking to it. Really repetitively having repetition, muscle memory of doing the right things for you and your dynamic, for you and your submissive, being consistent. Like, like for a submissive to know my daddy is going to do this, boom. If he says he's going to do it, he's going to do it. Because that's what you want as a dominant, too. You want consistency and you're submissive. You want to know, like, when I give her a, a task, it's going to get done. When I ask her to do something, it's going to get done. It's no feeling like having being at ease on a situation and knowing that, what I wish to get done is going to be done. That is always give you a whole different level of freedom in mind, just knowing that you don't have to think about an inconsistent person. Like, is she really going to go pick my clothes up from the cleaners? I really need this suit for my meeting tomorrow. That's different when it's like, I know is go is gonna get done, cause you you move different. You once you give that order, once you give that task, you on to your next thought, your next your next development. You're not sitting around thinking about is it gonna happen. It's nothing like that. Another one that came up on the list was leadership. Once again, here we go. When you get down to being a daddy dumb or a dominant, 
it really come down to all of these leadership qualities. But to be able to lead, you have to earn the right to lead. To be able to lead, you have to already prove that you're a leader yourself. You're already a leader in your life. That's what makes belief. That's the power like of coaching. That's why they are they a lot of times they want coaches that been there. They've been in the trenches. They've been in the games. Because when someone tell you that they're gonna do something or they're asking something of you, it's easily done when you know that person has done it themselves. They have put that sacrifice in themselves. They have took that time to learn themselves. They have, that makes you more willing to do it for that person. Because it's easy to say stuff and tell somebody to do so, but it's much more difficult to do it yourself and to have the motivation yourself to motivate other people. It still starts with you. And when you go back to all of these things, these are a lot of internal factors. But it's also things that as a submissive, you can work with your dominant on. You can work on that communication. You can help work on that structure. You can help work on that consistency. They all start within, but they all can be developed and nurtured by you as well. Because as a submissive, you should also be working to make your dom a better version of himself. It's a team effort. It's a dynamic. It should be dynamics when you put it together. It should be explosions of thoughts, explosions of the mind. It's about growth. Because other than that, it's just a bunch of kinky sex. And that's something totally different. But dynamics should be made to better both people. That should be the ultimate goal of your dynamic. Now, this one was, I guess it's also a form of structure, but it was like clear, like clear programs, clear parameters for service. And I guess that, once again, that go back to structure, but it's about being clear. I come home, I want this, that done. It's a communication. These All these things work together. As you lay out what you want as a dominant, you have to be able to convey that. So that's being very clear and direct. Okay, I expect my goddamn hamburger to not have tomatoes on it. I expect when I come in the door, you kneel. I expect uh, my shoes to be taken off. I expect you to do all your tasks in a timely manner. It all come back down to structure. That's part of leadership. That's part of communication. So when you put all these factors together, that's what, I, when I think about all these things, they're not just the things that make a good dominant. They're the things that make a great dynamic. These are the things that make great relationships. And my final one I'm going to go to is confidence that was I don't want to say surprising but it's an interesting one and I think to be a dominant you need to have level of confidence but it's also one of those things where it's a fine line between being confident and being cocky 
being dominant and being domineering. It's fine lines on those type of things. But I think having the confidence in yourself to be able to say, I can develop this dynamic. And I think that confidence is built by having proper structure, having proper control, having proper you know, leadership abilities. I think all of those things build up the confidence in the dominant, where you're confident without being conceited. You're confident without having to say it. See, because you don't really have to say you're dominant. That should just ring off you. You should. It just should exude from you. You don't have to flex it. Well, that's my time for the day, man. I thank y'all for rolling with me, man. I appreciate you. Uh, check me out on Spotify. You know, um, check out the the single still booming. How nasty do you really want to get? I appreciate all the love. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. You know, it's your boy Kagosi Akachi. Find me on Instagram. Find me on Facebook. You find me on Fit. I'm putting uh, some things together. I'm trying to put together a Black Kink Weekend down here in San Diego, uh, mid-August. So if you um, near San Diego, get with me. You know how to find me on Fed. If you ever thought about coming down to San Diego, uh, get with me and and let's have some fun. But I want to thank y'all. I appreciate it. Appreciate all the love. I appreciate all the inboxes that I do get. I appreciate everybody for checking in and rolling with the God. Thank you. I'm signing off. Stay kinky. What it is, what it do, you know who it is, you know who it be. Let's Welcome to 2023. It's none other than your motherfucking boy, your host, the impeccable Kagosi Akachi. Y'all know KGOSI. I got you. I don't even feel like feel like spelling shit. I'm just in a new kind of grind, new kind of mood. Welcome to 2023. We gonna have a good year. 2022 flew by on us. It's gone. What we gonna do for the 2023? What kind of foolishness can we get into? What kind of kinky shit can we do this year? Should be a good year for the kinksters and the BDSM people like me and like you. If you tune into this, we go. Uh, we gonna make 2023 something special, something special. I sit back. I ran over the numbers. I seen what the, what we're doing and and everybody been. I've uh, been getting the emails. I've been getting the hits up on my Fed account. As always, you hit me on my Fed account, KGOC underscore Akachi on Fed. You can hit me on Instagram, KGOC Akachi. It's only one me. So wherever you want to find me, you can find me. But please do find me. And I see that y'all have been finding me. Pardon me, I'm smoking. And I'm going to keep smoking through this episode. So. Yeah, gonna have to bear with the boy. But no, it ain't no bear with the boy. But yeah, let me digress. Um, we gonna get into a little storytelling today. We gonna start the year off with some storytelling. We gonna get into some other deep things. I'm gonna try to be a little bit more consistent, but I got my whole real dom out here, man. I got whole real subs. We gonna get into the additions and subtractions and. All kind of shit that went on in my life. Uh, the life of a dog. It's been a real different type of year, but it was the year it was, and now we're into a new year, and I'm going to kick this bitch off, and we're going we to have fun, and we're going to do some things. And, uh, and that's what we're going to do. But I definitely, I'm talking about 
I don't even know how much I can state it, how much I want to thank uh, all the people that shot me emails, all the people that hit me up on Instagram, hit me up on Fet, chopping it up with me, tell me uh, they love the uh, podcast and they need a little bit more of the podcast, you know. Y'all keep me going, because like I said, I do this just for the love. It ain't like I make no whole bunch of money off this situation. But I do it because I do got stories to tell. I've been I've been a whole dumb for a minute now. And even before I was on the lifestyle, I'm just a, I'm just that type of dude. Like I I got some good DNA when it comes to uh the opposite sex, you know. I, I've been blessing in those areas, blessing many areas, not just in some of the good areas. That's why people always tell me they want advice and what they can do. Some things I can give great advice, and I'm going to get into that a little bit. I can give you some great but some things is just, it's not like I, they just come to me. I was just born with some things. Some things are just a gift. Like, some things... You just you just go ha- you gotta have it or you don't like I know you everybody ain't gonna be born with a with a big ass dick but I guess there's other things you can do and it's kind of like one of those things when they come to skills as like they say the greats in the game they was born like if you take a great basketball player a lot of you know they was born with the height and the skill and the jump high but the ones that worked at it and went hard at it and tried to perfect their skills those were the ones who became the best and that's me. I was blessed with a certain set of skills, but I also really dug deep and and tried to perfect skills because I really wanted to be good on this sexual tip. I really wanted to know how to eat pussy the best. I really wanted to know how to stroke the best with this dick. Like I really took that into consideration, and and that's that became important. And why I bring that up is we gonna get into the topic of. This uh, episode is how did I become a sex god? Yeah, how? How did that? How did that? Because and it's becoming and it ain't because I sit down and said, "Damn, I'm that motherfucker like that." This ain't even what it was about. I was one day, you know, after you know a good one. I'm talking about a good marathon, good session. I didn't like put it down, jump down in the pussy, like beat it up, you know, hit it with a couple jabs, hook up. I'm talking about just a good ass session. Um, she looks over at me and she goes, How did you get so good at sex? And it started me on a journey to ponder and wonder for my damn self. How did I get so good at sex? How did that happen? Because it's deeper than just, you know, uh, what size your dick is, how long a dick. Like, it's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's skills to this. It's method to this. And, and I knew, like, part of the origin because I know me. I, I really know where the, root, where the root came from. What was the root of me wanting to be very good sexually? And when I really go back to it, the main rule is, is it kind of goes back to my upbringing. And as I stated before on different things, like I came from a family of women. And one thing I learned at a young age, because I was always observative, I was always a listener, I always was like trying to hear what was going on. One thing I learned really, really early is Females talk a lot of shit. I'm talking about, they talk a lot of shit about your sex game. That, I realized that was a common conversation amongst women as I grew older. I just, like, I just was peeping, like, I just knew, like, they would be talking shit. Like, they would, you know, deal with a man or fuck, they gonna fuck with you because you got, you know, nice clothes, a nice car, smell good, you're tall, you're handsome. And all that shit, like they, 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 they down with all that. But the man that really always captured the situation, he might did have money, but I've seen it. Like, 
I've seen my aunts, I've seen the women, and I've seen it. Like, they had a dude who had the good job and the benefits, and, and he'd take care of them and buy them anything they wanted, and I'm going to treat you like a queen and blah, all that shit. But they still would always fuck with that that dude who was dicking them down. Because the other dude, you were like, why is she with his, his ass? Because he dicking her down. Like, they will fuck with that dick. Like, you might get them with that money, but I swear you could keep them a lot longer if your sex game meaner than the motherfucker. Like, if you got the combination of being a good man and all that, because they looking for, I really think men underestimate how big the percentage is that the uh, sex is important to a woman. I really don't think men, I think, and that comes back to something I realized when I was young. When I was young, I realized a lot of guys thought men wanted sex. Sex was a thing for men. Men wanted to do the fucking men always. Women need requests, require, desire, inspire to have a lot of fucking sex. Do not underestimate that. Like, women love sex. They love it. They need it. They want it. And when they don't get it, they go act a fucking fool. It's going to be a problem. Like, sex in your woman is a big part of the relationship. And it was crazy because, like, I was, they, it was just a thing on, like, TikTok or some shit. And a the girl, they asked the girl how big a part, <laughs> how important percentage of sex is in her relationship. And old girl said 90. <laughs> and they all was shocked. But I wasn't shocked. And I'm not saying it's going to be that for most women, but I know how high the percentage is of having sex and good sex plays in the relationship between you and your woman. And when you master the art of sex, you will always have one up. And I learned that as a young broke dude. When I was young, like, the dudes that had the cars already, they was already riding on Dayton's. They had goddamn bowling ball paint on their cars, and they had the sound systems, and they had the, the, all the shit, the hair and bone chains. I'm dating myself because I'm, you know, I'm born in the '70s, grew up in the '80s, but I'm, I'm, I became the G that I became. You know, in the '90s is when I became who I became. Like I learned, I learned from some of the greatest. I had some next level DNA because my daddy is a whole monster out here when it comes to ladies and talking like whole. It's a family thing. Like, I, I just know certain things, and I can see it in my sons. And, like, it's, DNA plays a part, but I just know, even amongst them, having that skill and perfected and wanting to perfect it. And that would bring me back to the root of the whole thing. The root of, especially for a man to be good and become a sex god, it starts in the head, not the little head, though. It starts in the big head, not the little head. It starts in the big head. It starts with the mindset. It starts with the mind frame. The thing I realized real young, because as a man, like, yeah, pump, 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 couple pumps, you can, you can come, you can nut, you good. But just re just imagine if the roles was reversed and we depended on the woman to make us climax. And she would be doing her shit and she humping and humping and you. Even, you don't even got to imagine that. Because, right? like, if you good, like, just imagine if women came first and said, okay, I'm done. Hopped up and rolled over and smoked a cigarette and went to sleep on your ass. Would you like read at the tip about the like? You would have a fucking fit. So put yourself in the the mind frame of the female when it comes to sex. 
And when I realized how men thought, like a lot of men just was like, because I used to hear guys say shit like, if she don't come when I come, she going to come when I come back. When I learned the mind frame of how a lot of men think, and then growing up around a lot of females and knowing how they think and how important it was, I knew then it was very important to me to find out how to make a woman climax every time I have sex. Like, never, like, the job is undone. If she ain't coming, like, I've had, like, dudes be like, I don't know. Like, if you don't, if you don't know that she came, she ain't came. Shit, you should know. You should hear it. You should feel it in the body. You should be like, you go know when a female come if you're doing what you do. So how the importance of making sure she reaches climax is the main driving goal. That's where it started. I was like, I'm never going to be having a female, having a conversation with her homegirls, and they're going to say, yeah, a nigga, he, he whack in bed. His sex game whack. That was like, I, I just refuse to have that. And and as I got to high school and I, I realized real at a young age, I realized women talk good, bad, or indifferent about your sex game. And when you do it really good, they going to be your best advertisement. They going to be your best advertisers because especially when you're young, Dudes ain't even making chicks come like that. So when they do, they going to go and tell about it. And I look back on my little young sex game, like, it wasn't nothing. Of course, it wasn't nothing like my grown man sex game, but I'm like, I wasn't even eating pussy in them days. Like, we was, like, look, looking down on eating, like, eating pussy was, like, crazy. Like, you you ain't eat, you ain't eat no pussy. Like, you ain't even get, you ain't even doing that. So I'm thinking about, so I probably, I I know it ain't even no problem. I wasn't nowhere near as good as I thought I was, but it did matter to me. And just the fact that it mattered was everything. So when it came to having sex and want to be good, especially for a man, if you want to be good, it starts in your mind. You got to say to yourself, I want to make sure this woman has a great experience. And once you understand that, then you have to understand, I'm willing to make her have a great experience at all costs. You know, upon, you know, certain things you do, but when I say at all costs, I'm saying you have a lot of tools to, she wants the climax. And a lot of, it ain't really about how she just wants to have it. So you have to be open to the whole gambit. And I know everybody ain't going to be born with a nine-inch dick. Everybody ain't going to be, like, good with uh, certain things. But you can learn how to eat pussy, like, to the next level if you really want to. Like, if you really focus on it, if you really time, if you really trying, like, if you really thinking about, like, when I, like, I always think about, like, I didn't start even eating pussy till I was, like, shit, I don't know, 1920, and I just ran into just a, it was just a, a scenario of, like, meeting this badass, grown-ass lady when I'm living in New York on the train, meeting her and, like, chopping it up and going to meet her, and I'm talking about she was so damn bad, I'm like, I couldn't believe she was fucking with my little 19-year-old ass. This was like somebody mama. I'm talking about she was immaculate. Never forget. Met her on the goddamn uh, D train coming down 125th Street. I, I supposed to been getting off 125th. I stayed on the goddamn train, rode that thing all the way to the Bronx just to get that number. Like, she was immaculate. And I remember we had a whole goddamn standoff. I got to her house and we kicked it a couple of times and when she was about to give me some pussy, I, I, you know, I wanted to throw the condom on and baby girl like, damn, you ain't gonna eat this pussy? And I'm like, hell no, I ain't gonna eat this pussy. I don't, I don't eat pussy. She was like, well, you ain't fucking. 
And I'm like, shit. And I literally left and didn't fuck. But I got home and thought about that shit. I said, man, like, you really not about to... Like, and I'm talking about this was like... It wasn't even no probably. She was the baddest thing I had ever dealt with up to that point in my life. Like, because you ain't even... Like, I don't know, she like 28 or some shit. I'm like, she next level fucking bad. I thought that shit over and out. Like, it took me a whole day of debating. But I said, fuck that, I'm going to go over there and eat this pussy. And I I, I thank that lady to this day because eating that pussy and I was good because I, I already knew how to kiss. And I went over and she couldn't believe I ain't eat pussy already because the way I ate the pussy. She was like, you got to be already eating pussy. But... I was once again, and once I ate the pussy, and I got to stroke that pussy, and I seen how wet it was, and I seen what it did to the sexual experience. Oh, it was it it changed everything in me, and it just raised me to a level. I'm like, okay, now I'm adding another two. I already got this big ass dick. I already learned how to stroke because I've been fucking, so I didn't learn how to stroke it. But now I know how to eat this pussy now, so now I didn't put a another motherfucking tool on the goddamn tool belt to make me a motherfucking sex god. So certain things you develop and you develop in patterns. So I think, like, of course everybody ain't gonna have a big dick. Every every that's some some things when it comes to the sex game is is gonna be God given. Like everybody ain't gonna have a big dick. Everybody shit ain't gonna be girth. Everybody shit ain't gonna be long. But everybody can have the right mindset. Everybody got two lips and that motherfucking tongue. I, I know you can learn how to eat pussy like a beast. You, it's, it's a lot of tools. Them fingers is for real. Play with that pussy. Rub on that click. Slap that pussy. Finger that pussy. Some chicks don't like finger, but hey, you could rub on that click. Use them fingers. Stick a finger here. Stick a finger there. Stick a motherfucking finger everywhere. So you got stroking. You got your tongue game. You got your hands and your fingers. And then you got toys. Do not be afraid. I'm telling you, fellas, don't be afraid to use the goddamn toys. If you don't got no big dick shit, let her pull the motherfucking dead Let her use a vibrator. Get you a motherfucking Hitachi Magic Wand. Hit him with the motherfucking wand. Let her use that rose. Put that rose on it while you... Like... Use all the tools. That's what they're there for, I promise you. Because once again, we thinking about sexual experience. The fact I hear dudes like, oh, you know, she don't go put, nah, baby, pull the motherfucking toe out. Hit the, I use the motherfucking vibrator on you. I'm going to hit the, because that's sex, man. You got to be willing to expand your sexual experience and and I'm gonna tell you the weaker you are in the stroke department you gotta be willing to over overcompensate on the other fucking angles you gotta be a top of the line pussy eater or you gonna have to be a top of the line learn the toys the other part of the game is verbal having verbal skills is 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 a motherfucker being able to get in that ear, being able to whisper some real shit in the ear, being able to communicate with her, saying some nasty shit up to her while you while you fucking her. Like as I transition from just being somebody who knew how to fuck and eat some good pussy, once I found the lifestyle, I think that rounded me into a real motherfucking sex god because that gave me the ability to really appreciate the toys, not know how to use floggers, wands, but more than anything, it expanded my verbal. I was able to dominate verbal. I was able to whisper and say, pull that motherfucking pussy. Oh, spread your legs. Put your mo- put your motherfucking hands down. No motherfucking more than motherfucking hands. Who pussy? Who pussy is this? Who your motherfucking daddy? Like, that's that shit. That's that next level that's being able to take it to another level of the game when you're stroking and you got talk and you got conversation and you know how to use toys 
That's how you build up a motherfucking sex god. That's how you become that one. But I can lay all that out, but it all really started with the mindset. I want to. I want her to feel like, I'm telling you, like, even when I was young, like, when I was, shit, 17, 18, when all my other homeboys was just fucking, they was just fucking. I was motherfucking putting on a motherfucking performance. I was putting on shows. Like, young me, <laughs> young me, motherfuckers like, let me go home, because... Young me, every time your skin touched me, dick back hard. I'm up. like, I'm like, I knew I was going to be a motherfucking problem. That's why I always, I, lo- I have access because I know how to fuck. I done been through crazy scenarios, chicks to decide, because I might not have been the one for them on the husband level, relationship level. They ain't went and did all that shit, but they'd come back and be like, come, like when they come to hitting this pussy though, I'm gonna tear that motherfucking pussy up. I'm gonna eat that pussy up. I'm gonna talk shit to you. I'm gonna stroke you. I'm gonna choke you. I'm gonna do all kind of nasty shit to you that motherfucker ain't gonna do. And it all started with because I wanted to be that. I wanted to say, I wanna be the best. Like, I literally sat out and said that shit to myself as a young motherfucker. I want to be the best at fucking. I know it ain't really many dudes going to say that or probably me, but I said that shit at a young, I want to be the best. So I, so over the years, I wasn't just eating pussy. I was like, okay, what happened when I spin the tongue this direction or I spin the tongue that direction? What happened when I suck her? I was motherfucking experimenting and investigating. I was the motherfucking uh, Isaac Newton, the motherfucking Alexander Graham Bell. I was the goddamn George Washington Carver, the motherfucking Louis Lattimore, this motherfucking sex shit. And that's why if you ran up and crossed me in the path of your life, I know. I if I ain't your the best motherfucker you fuck, I know I'm in your top two, three, and it's the proof is in that by how I've been treated out my life. And I say that go back to being a young motherfucker in high school with all the dude. I didn't have the cars and the clothes and the money and all that shit, but I was fucking the same chicks they was fucking. Cause I still was a suave motherfucker. I still was cool. I still was flowers. But I wasn't. I never had to be in the trick business. I never had to give them no money. Cause my dick game was immaculate. My mouthpiece was immaculate. I knew the other levels of the game that a lot of other motherfuckers ain't know. That's what made the difference in me. But it really came down to. When it really boiled down to it, I just never wanted no chick sitting in her motherfucking group of friends going, that goddamn K. Gosey got some whack dick. That K. Gosey look like a sexy motherfucker, but he fuck whack. That, that was always my inspiration. And I'm going to tell all my dudes, if you live with that mindset, if you put that mindset in you, you will be a motherfucking sex god. The other quickest way to become a motherfucking sex god is hit me up and I'll motherfucking, you can get some of this motherfucking sex god training because I'm starting to see how whack y'all motherfuckers is and how sorry y'all is with your stroke game, your eat game. I, I, I'm, I'm in the training business now. I'm going I'm, I'm to teach you motherfuckers how to get y'all game right. I'm going to teach y'all how to have a motherfucker. I'm going to teach you how to have your phone motherfucking blowing up talking about, hey, Come bring, it, come bring me some dick. If that ain't what your motherfucking life like, if you really trying to be a sex god, you out here bullshitting out here in these streets. And the reason is because your mind frame ain't right. Your mind frame ain't right. Get your motherfucking mind right, and then you get your motherfucking grind right, and then you will shine right. You feel your boy? But I'm about to log the fuck off because I done been on a tangent. I appreciate y'all. It's 2023. I'm going to drop all kinds of shit on y'all this year because I love you. 
And I want y'all to be freaky and kinky as a motherfucker. That's why I do this shit. This is for my ladies. This is for my dudes. This is for the doms. This is for the subs and everything in between. I want y'all to have a kinky and freaky motherfucking 2023. That's what I want. I'm going to try to be way more consistent, dropping things on y'all. I'm going to get the YouTube channel going. I'm going to do a lot more things for y'all this year. But what the main thing, I want y'all to be sex guys out here. All my dudes, I want y'all to be sex guys. And if you need help, y'all know all the goddamn math and info. Kegosi Akachi at Fat Life, Kegosi underscore Akachi, Instagram, Kegosi Akachi, any of that. Holla at your boy, all my ladies, y'all. Ring me up, man. Y'all know what we do. Y'all have a great night, great evening. Welcome to 2023. Welcome to the year of the kinky and the freaky. Signing off. Your boy, K. Gosey. Peace.